everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and on this episode of the Towncast, with Mother's Day right around the corner, it's it's a couple of weeks away, uh, I, we had the opportunity of talking to Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers, and you may have heard him on the Howard Stern Show, you may have seen his billboards. Uh, he talks about some great products that they're selling for Mother's Day. He shares his journey of how he got involved in the jewelry business, and he has some some great, great stories. He's been doing this for 50 years, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. <laughs> Enjoy the episode, everybody. Mother's Day is right around the corner. It is May. I don't even know when it is. It's May 14. It's right around the corner. And I got to tell you, there's no better place to buy your Mother's Day gifts than this place right here. You've you've probably heard the ads. I know you've seen the billboards, but I am so excited to have Steven Singer. As much as, as, much as his billboards promote the I hate Steven Singer, I got to tell you, I love Steven Singer. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be with you. Pleasure to be with you. This is so cool. I have to tell you, this goes back to, and I know exactly when it was, 2007, when I was driving down to QVC, as soon as I got off the turnpike and I got on the Penn Turnpike, as soon as I got on, there was that black, the black billboard with the white lettering that looked like it was handwritten, said, I hate Steven Singer. And I thought, what woman could have been scorned so much that and that that she would pay for this billboard? And it's this went on for months and months and months because I didn't have a smartphone. Well, that was the impression, and that was the intent, I should say, that we did. We wanted everybody to think that it was something uh, nefarious. And for the longest time, uh, people thought either I was cheating on my wife, it was an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, an ex-lover. Uh, there was a rumor I was a drug dealer. Uh, there was a rumor that I, I had cheated a customer. Um, all kinds of rumors, all different things. And um, we didn't do anything to squelch that. We wanted that to be um, the way the way that it happened. And uh, it was funny because the way we actually launched it um, was to promote that and as much as you want to get into it we'll get into it and uh um i can tell you some funny i hate steven singer stories yeah so so when i saw it because again i had my razor you know and and there's no way to so when the iphone came out in 2008 i bought my iphone another trip and every time every time i went back home after my qvc trip i would forget until I got mm. back on the Penn Turnpike. So now I had my iPhone. I was so psyched. I'm in traffic, as everybody is on the Penn Turnpike. Sure. And I, go- I Google and I go on IHateStevenSinger.com and a jewelry store came up. And I was, I have to say, I have to admit, I was disappointed because I thought I thought it was going to be some really intense. Well, story. the first year or so we had our website, what we did was our website looked like a, 
like uh, a regular jewelry kind of stuffy website, kind of like a, like no disrespect to my very uh, capable competitors, Tif Tiffany's, but it looked like a Tiffany's website. It had classical music and had all the jewelry and all the parishes on there. And after you were on it for several seconds, it looked like somebody hijacked it, like a record scratching off and, and it came to a screen and then uh, you heard spray paint shaking up and it switched and spray painted I hate Steven Singer on it. And then it took over and it had like angry font and everything. And then people would call up, we would get between 50 and 500 calls a day. And people would say, I don't know what you did. Yeah, I've been a customer for 20 years. I love you guys. I don't know what happened. I'm still going to come in, but you know, somebody hijacked your website. Do you know somebody stole your website? Um, do you know somebody hijacked your, your voicemail? Your voicemail says like, like so what we had done since you asked, um, we only had one billboard because I wanted to look like it was an angry customer or somebody angry. I didn't put billboards all over. That was intentional right at the last exit for Center City uh, when we come off Interstate 95 to go to Row. And then we sprayed in the middle of the night. We did the building on the outside of the building as I hate Steven Singer all over the windows. It looks like somebody spray painted on. They're actually uh, stickers. And our website, like I said, we turned at midnight. We made it switch over to the new website and we changed our voicemail to look somebody hijacked it. So we wanted the whole thing to be hijacked. And we didn't put any kind of press release. We didn't do anything. We just wanted to let it simmer. And um, everybody thought I was nuts. Nobody wanted me to do it. It took actually several years between the concept of doing it and actually doing it because no radio or TV or billboard company would run it. They would not. They they said it was a stupid idea. They wouldn't do it. Uh, my staff was 100% against it. My family was against it. My uh, Everybody, all the vendors, anybody that I knew and everybody in the advertising and marketing uh, community said that it was the dumbest thing ever. Finally, after several years of negotiation, um, WYSP 94.1 was the first station in Philadelphia, made me sign a three inch thick legal agreement. They had a nobody there. They had their lawyer there. And I had already been doing business with them for like two decades at that point. And they said, this is such a dumb idea, such a bad idea. They made me sign it that I would hold them harmless, that I wouldn't sue them. That they thought that it was their best advice that this was going to ruin my business almost immediately. And it was such a bad idea that I had to not pay. I had to pay in advance, not even COD. And I had had terms. In other words, you get terms when you order, you know, you get 30 days or whatever it is. And I've been doing business with them fine for decades. I had to prepay for the next few months um, for the advertising because I, they thought I was going to go out of business so fast and go bankrupt so fast that I wouldn't even be able to pay the bills. Uh, a year later, they asked me to speak at their national sales convention in New York and talk to everybody in, in Xfinity and CBS radio and see what they, what I was doing. And a year later, the billboard company didn't want to do it, put us on a billboard magazine on the cover of billboard of the year and all that. So we won several Addies, which is like an uh, Emmy award for advertising, um, you know, for that. So a year later, I was a genius a year before I was. Idiot. So it's <laughs> the way it worked out. So, so but this, this fun was, story. This was your idea. How did, how did, how did you even come up with the idea? How did the whole thing happen? It wasn't my idea. It was a friend of mine's idea who was also a customer. And the true story is, I'll give you the abridged elevator version because the true story is it takes about 20 minutes and we don't have that much time. But the elevator version of it is I was sitting at a case. I was waiting on a friend of mine uh, for an anniversary ring. 
he had 20 years before for his wife's birthday, got her a, a very nice diamond ring. Now it's 20 years later and he's getting her an anniversary ring. And there's a young couple um, sitting at the next case over and somebody else was waiting and that I had sold an engagement ring as well. And somebody else was just sizing on there. And the woman, the, uh, the uh, new fiance, newly engaged uh, uh, young lady, said, oh, my God, I love you. I love the ring. I love the store. I wait. This is like my dream ring. It's the greatest thing. I love Stephen Singer. I love this store. And she wanted to give me a hug. So she gave me a hug and a kiss. And she was saying how much I, she loved me. The guy just spent $10,000 on a ring. I didn't do anything. All I did was help them get the ring. I was like, this guy's been dating her for years. He can't spend 10 grand on a ring. This girl's telling me how much she loves me. And the other fellow that I was dating on named Dennis, he turns around with a deadpan look and looks at the gun and says, you love Stephen Singer? You love him? I hate him. You want to know why? And the girl thinks, oh, no, it must be an angry customer. It must be some kind of complaint or a nut. She goes, no, no, that's okay. Let me tell you. 20 years ago, I got a ring right here in the store for my wife. And we had two grown kids in college. I was just finishing up all the payments, all braces, college, everything is done. My payroll, they're all my payroll, it's done. I got this ring, my wife and I celebrated a little bit too much that night. Nine months later, we had our third baby, which we didn't plan for. Now I'm up with bottle feedings and diapers. I have another college. I have all this other thing. And it's all his fault. And I hate Steven Singer, right? And it was true. So we said, oh, that was so funny. It was hysterical. And, you know, the girl laughed. Everybody laughed. We did it like that. And we were talking, you know, we should make that into a commercial. And I said, oh, nobody, we, you know, you can't do that. You're in the love business. How can you? I hate Steven Singer. I said, that's perfect. Everybody goes left. We go right. And... We did it. The only problem is nobody else would run it. None of the stations. So it took a long time to get it on, but from the from concept to uh, implementation. But it just it was the best things are always true, and it, that's true. Then it evolved to all the competition hates us because we have a thing called the perfect price, and we have a lifetime trade-in where your dime is always worth what you pay for it, and we have the best guarantee in America um, for jewelry and dimes. There's nobody that beats our guarantees and warranties. Uh, all along with free ship. We we really do everything we can to make it easy and well, fun uh, to buy a diamond. So everybody else hates us for that reason. <laughs> right. So all the industry people hate you because of what you do. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So let me ask you, let me ask your background. How did you, because I'm always fascinated by how people get into the businesses that they're in. How, how did you get into the jewelry business? Was it something from, was it a family business or had it now, uh, like most things in, in life? It was an accident. I uh, was in high school and I uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I took an aptitude test. It said I should be an accountant, which I would have been a horrible accountant, by the way. And um, my father had a refrigeration and air conditioning business. He, he was an electrician by trade. And I worked with him you know, since the time I was a little kid, maybe nine or ten and you know, I, I worked and I would still continue to work with him and help him on, on different things. And he had, you know, a few other people working there and, and doing it. And uh, he said to me, you know, go somewhere where you could work in air conditioning with a suit and a tie and try something. I'm going to teach you everything I know, no matter what. And you could always do this, but try something else, do something else and, and see, see what it's like. Because we were up on a roof and it was 110 degrees on a, a roof, putting in air conditioning units and things like that. And it was not, you know, I mean, it was, it was a fine way to make a living, but it was, you know, hard work. And uh, uh, so I had gotten a part-time summer job 
or a full-time, excuse me, summer job, um, part-time in the beginning when I was still in high school, senior in high school. Before I graduated, I got a job on George Row. And it was part-time, you know, for the first few months, and it was good full-time over the summer. So I wanted to see what it was like to have a real job in a real place where I wore a suit and in air conditioning. And I did it. And one thing led to another. I was going to leave to go to Temple to take some business courses, maybe accounting or whatever. I signed up to Temple University, Philadelphia. And um, I said, well, you know, I'm going to leave. I'm going to give you my note. They said, well, you can't leave now. It's going to be Christmas and stuff. You got to stay. So I liked it. I said, okay, I'll pop a semester and I'll start in January after Christmas. I'll take off, you know, the whole semester and I'll start after the break. So I did that and then I liked it and one person retired, somebody else left and something else happened. And before you know it, I was taking uh, gemological courses and I was reading it and I was going to the jewelry shows in, in, in the industry event, things like that. And I really started to like it. And I said, all right, you know, I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to start the second year like that. Uh, that was 48 years ago, uh, almost 49 years ago now. And I never looked back and I never got my deposit back from Temple. Oddly enough, my son went to Fox School of Temple. And I said, listen, I put a deposit, a $500 deposit in 1974. I'd like to know if I could apply this. And with interest, it's got to pay for his whole tuition. Didn't get any money back, but... <laughs> They didn't give me the credit. No, I got I got no money back on that. But uh, yeah, so I never I never end up going to college. I never went to school and uh, I did take gemological courses and some other history things, but uh, never formal college. And here I am 48 years later. Now, did you did you start in the jewelry business in in Philly, in Philadelphia, on George Row on Samson Street? Uh, maybe 200 feet from our store that we have now. Uh, I was there. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome because that whole area. So the picture behind me, you guys can see it right here. This is the corner of Walnut and South eighth, right? Eighth, eighth street, eighth and Walnut. Yes. We're eighth. on the other corner of eighth and Walnut. That's how we do it. The actual address is 739 Walnut, but it's on the corner of eighth Walnut. It's a city block long uh, store right on the corner. Yeah, and it's amazing. And right across the street is great parking for, for those that are in the area that want to go down there and see the assortment of products they have. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Very easy parking right across the street. Free but parking. Free parking. For your free parking, self-park open 24 hours a day, you know, 50 feet from our door. We're happy to do it. Free parking. Where do you find that in any city in America? You don't find free parking right across the street from the store. But the website is awesome. So I, I learned about it because I hate stevensinger.com. I know you have a couple of different websites. What's the easiest way for people to see the products that you guys have? Well, go to either go to I hate stevensinger.com and you can see all of the offerings that we have. The uh, and then or come to the other corner of Eighth and Walnut and we'd be happy to do it in person. But we also have if uh, we do a Zoom. We do Teams, we do um, live chat, we do phone, we'll do social media. Any way that people want to communicate up with us, we are doing it. We have people that work in our work in the store, in the showroom, or have worked in the store, in the showroom, all across the country, and on the West Coast, in the middle of the country, certainly on the East Coast. So we have a great team of people that are happen, happy to help you either virtually, in person, or hybrid, um, and any way that, that people want to do it. 
The website changes daily, but we have so much inventory that we just physically get it all on the website as quickly as we would like. So maybe the website has 5%, maybe 8% of our total inventory. Um, so, you know, it's it's great to shop. Don't get, get me wrong. Websites is pretty impressive, but not the same as going into. We have a giant walk-in vault, uh, a bank vault, a class bank vault um, that actually several people work inside of it. That's how big it is. And we just have a tremendous story. I can imagine after almost 50 years of doing this. So, so you, you have a little experience in, uh, in, in jewelry. We've been, we've done our George row in Philadelphia is the oldest and first shopping district in the United States that started in 1851. And it's the, like Philadelphia has the first residential street is Alfred Sally. It has the first theater, which is the Walnut Street Theater, which is uh, around the corner from us, or right, not even around the corner, down the street. We have the first um, eye hospital, the first hospital, Pennsylvania Hospital, uh, the first fire uh, company, the first fire insurance company. There's a lot of firsts in Philadelphia. And George Row, like I said, was the first shopping district in the United States, and by default, the first jewelry district, and it's the um, oldest and the second largest um, jewelry district in the U.S., so I, I I know I've I've heard you thousands of times on the Howard Stern show. How did how did that whole thing come about? Because I know it's like you guys are buddies. Every time you're on the show, well, got, Howard, um, it was very very lucky uh, for us. What happened was um, I used I go to New York once or once a week or so, and he used to be in on the afternoons on NBC Radio in New York. And he's nuts, you know, and um, I would listen to it. And uh, my brother-in-law and sister who live uh, in upstate New Jersey, you know, would, told me about him. And I would listen to him, you know, when I could, when I was driving. You know, in the old days, you couldn't get satellite or any other things. So I'd listen to him when I was close to New York when I would get that signal. And I said, boy, you know, if he ever comes to Philadelphia, I'm going to advertise with him. And this was before the website, before national things. It was in the late 80s, 1986, 1987. Uh, well, in uh, right around that time, he did come to Philadelphia. His second market that he ever got any of the people to work in was Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia. I mean, it was New York. Then he went to Philly. Then he went to Washington. And then he went national. But Philadelphia was a test case. He couldn't launch it and make it work because just like I hate Steven Singer, nobody wanted me. But they said radio had to be local. It's not going to work nationally. You got to talk about the schools and the weather and and and. Uh, traffic locally. And he said, no, it's, everybody's the same everywhere. I don't believe that. So Philadelphia was the test case. When he came to Philadelphia, he's a little um, different off color, let's say, you know, for, for a lot of people's taste, especially then it was a different show than it is now. And, um, you know, McDonald's, Coke, Pepsi, GM, nobody would advertise with them. Nobody, no corporate people. And um, so we advertised with them and we were one of the original, not the original, but one of the original when he came to Philadelphia and we advertised it. And my whole criteria is I don't care what you say, what you say about what you say in the spots. Just if you can mention my name once in a while, that will be good. <laughs> and so he would sing our spots. He would do all kinds of crazy things. And the, the, the relationship built because he needed a sponsor and needed sponsors desperately. We were a good sponsor. And at one point, this is much earlier, the biggest single store, biggest sponsor of Howard Stern show in the United States. Um, and um, 
we develop a friendship and a relationship, um, you know, just because, like I said, we were there in Philadelphia is, has a, a very warm spot in his heart because that, if that didn't work, everything else, nothing else would have worked. He would have been stuck as a regular local jock in New York. And that would have been, that would have been it. So the fact that that worked very well and the fact that he was so great and he was such a great promoter and I, I caught on fire and one thing led to another and um he, he just did wonderful spots one time he was doing our address and he was trying to explain where we are and he just said and he said well we, we were across the street at the time and he says they're 138 and a half south a street that's in the walnut a street it's a one he goes listen you know where it is and he stopped saying the address if that's too confusing so people call up and say howard tell me i know where i don't know where how do i know where you're at you know and, and it was things like that that he would do it and then more recently um this was maybe I don't know, three, four years ago, whatever. Um, one of the spots when Harvey Weinstein was in the news with all the stuff like that, they were talking in the news, they were talking about the case and the criminal and it's going to get indicted. And, all that. and he goes, and let me tell you about my friend, Steven Singer. He will never rape you when you go in the store. He will never rape you. He'll never come in a robe and like that. He, said, he may give you a little reach around, squeeze on the ass, but that's it. That's all he'll do. So if you go to Steven Singer Jewelry, buy a ring or not, he'll give you free parking. He'll ship it for free both ways. And maybe you get a little reach around. But that's it. No Harvey Weinstein stuff. You never have about that with my friend Steven Singer. And because he knows he can say anything with us and do anything, sometimes he sings a spot. Sometimes he makes up songs about us. Sometimes, you know, he talks about, you know, whatever. And, you know, when it's fun and when it's entertaining and it's in the body of the show, it's much better than a dry commercial read that says, you know, your hours or location or do that, you know, and we are the polar opposite. Like I said, everybody goes left. Every We're in the love business. Uh, I talk about hate. Um, you know, people love to hate me and that type of thing. So everybody goes left, we go right. So it's a little bit different philosophy, but we think ours is sticky and uh, people have some fun with it. Well, I have to say on a personal note that uh, I had the opportunity of 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 meeting Steve um, a few years ago uh, through through my my daughter-in-law. And we had the opportunity of starting to to do some business together and travel to China together. This and, is true. And I, I have to say, and I know I've said it to you in the past, but I'm going to say it again publicly and everybody that's listening, you are one of the i've i've been selling for 36 years it's my 36th year and you truly are the best person to work with you you are honest you are loyal you are true to your word and you you really want to do the best for your customer well thank you so much for the cards but uh I it's um, it's something that's always instilled in me that, um, you know, there's a saying that's not much stealing it from somebody, and I'm sure I'll butcher it, but it's something like, um, uh, you know, if you treat people great, this will amaze some people and astonish the rest, you know, and you just like always do the right thing, that type of thing. And um, I always thought about my parents, my grandparents when I was younger, and now my wife and my kids and my family. I just wanted, I never wanted to do anything that would embarrass anybody. And I always wanted to feel like if they were getting treated, how, how would I want them to get treated? And um, I have to tell you, it's a selfish thing for, for us. You know what I mean? We benefit way more from it 
than everybody else because it's I don't know if it's karma. I can't even explain it. But every time, like I said, the nicer you treat people, the nicer that comes back to you in spades. And um, I've had every single time, like I, I can't even tell you how many instances that, you know, we've done something and we've gotten something 10 times back. Not because we did it for that reason, just the way it is. And it's just as easy to treat people nice as to not treat them nice. And, um, you know, why not? It's uh, uh, basically, like I said, our, our customer warranty is whatever the customer wants it to be. I mean, we'll take, you know, you know, it's. And the, the other amazing thing is that how much you do for the customer. I mean, between the shipping, the guarantees, you, you really, you truly, you truly want the customer to be happy. And this is not, by the way, this is not a corporation. This is not Amazon. It's not Walmart.com. This is, this is the guy. This is the guy. You're yeah, looking- we're slightly smaller than Amazon by looking- you know, a couple hundred billion, I think. But uh, now we are, yeah, it's, uh, I was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal uh, several years ago and also consequently not long ago by Bloomberg. And um, they asked me to describe the business. And I say, if Walmart and Tiffany's got together and had a baby, it'd be Steven Singer Jewelers. Like we have the quality and the styling and the the niceties that, that Tiffany has, but we have the logistics and the, the pricing of Walmart. And um, it's like the perfect blend of what we think is the right way to do it. You know, it doesn't, real jewelry and nice jewelry, fine jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Um, and we just treat people great every day and it, it works out. You know, like I said, it's been 40, uh, we're going into our 44th year of having the store and I'm going to be almost, I'm going to be turning the corner on 50 years of being in the jewelry business. So a long time. So you started when you were what, three years old? 17. I was a baby. I was still in high school. I 17? High school. Yep. Yeah. Really? And as a f- fun s- side fact, there's a um, a bar local, if not local now, it's national, called Key and Pete's. It's a seafood, crab house, and uh, sports bar. And they have, I don't know, locations all over the country in the, in the sports arenas and things like that, in the basketball and football and baseball arenas. And they're national. And um, and he graduated with me at Pete Shiroki from Chicken and Pete's. And my other friend, Matt Baker, graduated with me. And we were voted in high school most likely not to succeed number one two and three well pete's got this several hundred million dollar very very successful sports bar franchise uh matt is the dean of the medical college at jefferson university and i'm a dopey jeweler so but it's uh, <laughs> it was uh, a a fun a fun fact so at your next reunion you can go back and say by the way we you know we did okay yeah we we're here we're here so, so, all right. So, so for the people that are watching, people that are listening, what, what's your, of all the jewelry you sell, all the products that you sell, what's your pride and joy? Like if someone were to say, I don't know what I want, you tell me it's mother's day. I want to get something for my wife. I want to get something for my mom. How would you direct them? What would, what would you recommend? Well, I would, I, uh, it, it, it would be a two-part answer. The first thing I would say to you is one of the things I really like about the jewelry industry and the first place that I ever worked, we had pieces that were a dollar. I'm not kidding that we sold like for charity, for like church organizations and Shriners Club and, and um, uh, fundraising organizations that, that they would sell. They'll be very, very inexpensive that they sold by the gross 
you know, certainly by the dozens, but usually the units would sell in a gross. And we had things that were hundreds of thousands of dollars. We had the whole spectrum. It was an amazing operation that they had. Um, and I really came to like anything that was pretty, whether it was $5 or $50,000. If it was pretty and it was nice and you got enjoyment out of it, I liked it. I don't have a stick up my ass where it has to be, you know, this fancy schmancy piece. It has to, you know, that type of thing. It just has to be something that, that is nice and, and uh, the people are going to enjoy. And everybody in every price range should be able to do that. So we um, have uh, 24 karat gold dip roses, as you know, um, and they start at just $59 and they live forever. They have a lifetime guarantee. They get free shipping. It's in a beautiful gift box, a beautiful presentation. Uh, you get a free Mother's Day card with it. You can get it in the store with free parking, as you said, or you can get a ship to you for free. Uh, you get them in time for Mother's Day. And then we have all these different colors and all these exclusive things that we make and you can build bouquet. So somebody, if you're a 16 year old kid or 17 year old kid and you know, you're working at a part time job at a drugstore or something like that and you want to get your mom something or you know, get your grandmom something like that. Um, or just an I love you gift. It's a great gift. It's a great thing to start the journey where they're going to have it and it's going to be great. Um, we have a diamond necklace. It's a precious sterling silver and diamond necklace called um, uh, I Love You to the Moon and Back. And it's a great thing for Mother's Day. For under $100, you get a gift that lasts forever, has an adjustable chain. It looks phenomenal. It looks great. And it's something that is just absolutely wonderful. And it's a great gift, um, like I said, for um, like a father that has young kids and get for his wife from the kids, that type of thing. It's something she has forever. And then we have, I mean, I have diamond studs for seven thousand dollars and, you know, big diamond rings and diamond bracelets and things for, you know, that are anywhere from two or three hundred to twenty or thirty thousand everywhere in between and higher. So we really cover the whole gamut and it's really whatever is good for you. Uh, we like it, but we have a lot of people that start out in the jewelry buying journey that will start out with a 24 karat gold rose or start out with a, I love you to the moon and back pendant and then build on that. And you see them come back year after year, occasion after occasion. And that's kind of what we enjoy. That's so it's not like a home run gift. I wouldn't say like it's a special you know, thing. I mean, there's things that I like and certain things that I think are pretty and certainly rare that are, are nice. But um, we're not um, jewelry snobs. Let's put it that way. We are. Um, we're in the love business. Well, I, I speaking of the love business, I love the gold dipped roses because it's it's so unique. I have, to have one right here. Yeah, look at that. Look at this that. This is our brand new rose. It's called neon green for this Mother's Day. It's covered in twenty four karat gold. Um, it's absolutely magnificent. It's a color that really lights up. I mean, it really is terrific, and it comes excuse my reach, it comes in this beautiful gift package um, delivered right to your door for free with a lovely Mother's Day card. And it's just it's an absolutely fantastic. And it's covered in 24 karat gold. Like I said, you never have to do anything. You don't have to order it. You don't have to do anything to it except have it, enjoy it. And we've even come out with some beautiful uh, uh, displays for it where you can put it in a single display and put it on a desk on the table and dining room you know wherever wherever you like it you could just lay it flat and we have these from a single rose to a dozen roses so if you want to build a bouquet that lasts forever and she has this beautiful colored 
bouquet uh, with all these different color roses. Uh, it's just, it's a win-win-win, and uh, people really like it. And most guys, I don't know how many people that you know uh, listen to your podcast are men, but most guys, uh, no disrespect, are dumb and are like me, and they don't know what to do. So this is a no-brainer. You can get it for Christmas, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, birthday, anniversary. Uh, you get one every year and build it. I have guys that get it for um, when they're little girls and they get it every year and then they give them a bouquet. You know, um, you know they get uh, a dozen when they're 12 and they get 18 or 18 and 21 when they're 21, that other thing. And it's great. It's just very, very nice, very easy. And um, you don't have to think about it. Well, and I tell you, if you guys go to iatstevensinger.com and you take a look at the gold dipped roses, the amazing thing is, one, it's a it's an actual rose. It's a real rose. There's nothing fake about that rose. There's an, a live rose that's embedded in the color, in the gold. It's 100% real rose. But when yeah, you, matter of fact, we have uh, our website and our YouTube and Instagram. You can link to it. And you can see how they're made and see some of the process. And we're getting we're one right now where I cut a rose in half live. I just cut it and break it all up so they can see what's inside of it. I show them the components and everything. Don't do that at home. I don't want everybody cutting the roses in half. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I'll have people write me once in a while since it has a lifetime of tea. And they say, oh, my dog chewed it, it broke. You know, we rolled it over with air. Something happened. It fell on the floor. And they say, well, I looked this out and I could see the leaf and I could see the rose and the stem and all, you know, the things. They're like amazed, you know, that they, uh, that is. But yes, it's all, they're all natural, all real, real petals, real roses, um, real stems, real thorns in some cases, and uh, covered in real 24 karat gold. That's why it lasts forever. And when you go to the website, take a look at the reviews. Because, you know, Amazon, Walmart, all these places have reviews and three stars, four stars, two stars, whatever it is. 4.9 out of five. I don't know any place that I've ever been to online that has a 4.9 out of well, five. Well, it's easy for us. I mean, listen, we're normal. We're human. We screw up from time to time. You know, things happen. But we'll either you know return it repair it refund it remake it exchange with the customer like i said we if you don't you don't want our product we don't want your money that's clear we want you to be happy and we you know these are things that last forever and especially like an engagement ring that's not something that can be like 90 percent. it has to be 110 percent. this is something you buy it once you know you don't oil it you don't water it you don't paint it you wear it enjoy it so she has to be over the moon she has to love it it has to be perfect not just okay and um, on another podcast, I'll tell you the foolproof way we do that to make sure that that, that happens, which is free, by the way. But um, you, know, you really believe, you know, it's not like you buy a sweater, you know, for 50 or whatever it is. And uh, you like it, you wear it once in a while, but you don't love it. Jewelry is something you really have. To, I, we want people to love it, especially, especially all jewelry, but especially the engagement ring, because, you know, that's a sign of affection, a show of adornment. It's something different part of the marriage contract and most women you know when they're girls they look their whole life they wait you know they're thinking about it looking at them doing it a scheme dreaming it's it has it transcend you know like a regular gift or regular items so we don't want to ever um be the obstacle you know that would make that not be perfect and it, let's face it it costs us just as much to make it ugly as to make it nice so we'll make it nice 
Well, I could tell you, I could tell you, I have a, a friend of mine from China. I've been traveling to China for many years. A friend of mine from China is coming this week, actually. And he said to me, it's my wife's 40th birthday. I want to make sure that we go to a jewelry store. I want to get her a diamond ring. She can, she can be the next I Hate Steven Singer baby. And I, I said, I know exactly. And I am bringing him to your store. Can't wait to meet him. And to bring him to your store because I said, there's no better place. And and the fact that you you stand behind your product. And I and I know, I you know, haven't, haven't been working with you for several years, I, I I know how passionate you are about the product, but more so how passionate you are about the customer. If the customer is not happy, then what's the point? Yeah, right. They have to. Have, in other words, they have to, they have to say it's right. Whatever I say, whatever you say, whatever it doesn't matter. You know, they have to be happy, and uh, it, it, there's that's no ifs ands or buts. And it's funny because my staff always complains now that I've ruined everybody. Because they say when they go somewhere else, if they, the other store doesn't make it right or the other businesses, they don't do, they don't get that same level of service. They feel scorned. You know, if they call and they, they don't deliver it on time, they don't, whatever it is, they just can't believe that they're not giving a higher level of service. And, you know, listen, let's face it, we all suffered a lot during the pandemic and supply chains and all these different things. So we're just now just starting to get back to some degree of normalcy. And, um, you know, I want to make people feel good about it. It's it's I hate Steven Singer.com. That's the best way to go. I mean, you're never gonna forget that. I've never forgotten it. I've seen billboards now. You know, I drive from New Jersey to Chicago. I see the billboards everywhere. I always point it out. I know I take a picture and I send it to you. I'm like, look where I am. And and I I love the fact that I, I'm the same way. You know, people go right, you go left. I I don't believe in just in just you know, being the, uh, you know, just, just riding that, that steady line that everybody else rides on. The fact that you did that, the fact that you came out with those billboards, I hate Steven Singer, it, it, it absolutely worked. And I love when you tell the story about how everybody else said you were insane. And yet they were right about that, but this was still, was still a good idea. Here I am driving on the Penn Turnpike when I finally got my iPhone in 2008, Googling in traffic and then, you know, realizing that it's you. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, and if anybody cares, like I said, the whole the whole story is on the website at the I Hate Steven Singer story and the original radio spot that won the awards and stuff is, is downloaded, the MP3 for that. And uh, we keep building on it. And it's just a lot of fun. Listen, it's it's Mother's Day is coming up. But it's not just Mother's Day. It's anytime, anytime. And and the gold-dipped roses, I have to tell you, the colors they have, whatever color your your loved one loves, whether it's her birthstone or her favorite color, they have an assortment of colors. They have them in 24-karat gold. They have them in rose gold. They have them in platinum. The yep. colors are amazing. And here's the thing. You can buy your loved one a dozen roses, and guess what? In two weeks, you're throwing them in the garbage. These roses last forever. And when you look at the testimonials on the website, you're going to see how precious these are to these people. Uh, I'll tell you what's funny. Originally, um, we only sold them at Valentine's Day because it took so much effort and so much. It was a Herculean to get all these things done. Then we had a revolt. People will say, well, listen, I want it for Mother's Day. And we had this. So we, then we sold them for 
Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Then they wanted Christmas. Then I would get people all year round. They would call and complain because they wanted for a birthday. And it was a customer. We didn't want to do it. Um, we wanted to just keep it special, just do it, you know, a couple of key times a year, just have Valentine's Day initially. And the customers just demand it. So now we do it, you know, all year round. And um, it's become a little bit bigger of an enterprise. But uh, I'll tell you, you asked me a question. I want to recant. I want to change my answer. You asked me what my favorite thing is, uh, you know, favorite jewelry. I think the favorite thing is the I love you gifts. Because people expect it for Christmas or Mother's Day or Valentine's or birthday. The people that come in and buy jewelry just because I love you, just to say I love you or I'm thinking about you, whatever, whether it's a gold rose or um, a, a pair of studs, a diamond bracelet, a pendant. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like I said, we have gifts in every you can shop on the website um, by category, by price, like gifts under 100, gifts under 200, under 500, whatever price range you like, you can do that. And I think the I love you gifts have the most meaning and the most significance um, because it's like any, you know, you, you don't expect it. When you get that, um, I think I does a little something, that, that little something extra. That's what jewelry does. You know, it's the way it makes you feel. And uh, nothing says I love you like a gift that lasts forever. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Steve, I tell you, I, I, I love, I love what, I love your business. I love what you do. I love the way you go to market. I love the way you take care of your customer. Uh, it would be great if everybody did that, and everybody really, you're really thoughtful when it comes to. Oh, thank you so customer. much for the kind of words. We appreciate it, but we're very, very lucky. We have great customers. We have customers for four decades, over four decades. I have you know, now it's what's blowing my mind is I have you know people's children and now grandchildren. So I can't believe I'm this old that I'm having people's grandchildren. I sold an engagement ring to originally. Now I got a grandchild. It's like that's freaking me out a little bit, but it's uh it's it's very rewarding and it's very humbling and it's great that we get to share in people's special times in their life. Well, I'm gonna sign off. Don't don't go away. I'm gonna sign off and uh, and I'll come back to you. Listen, guys, it's Mother's Day, but you heard what Steven said. Any day is a good day to say I love you, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever it is. The rose, look at that. It's And that lasts forever. That is guaranteed to last forever. And it's 100% real. Rather than giving a rose that's going to die in two weeks, this rose will last forever. So... I, I encourage you to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Take a look at what they have on the website. But if you're in the area, take the trip. It's not that, it's not that far. And it's free parking in downtown Philly on the corner of Walnut and 8th Street. Go in, tell them you heard it, and, uh, and, and find one of those I love you gifts. It's a great time to do that for moms. And do it for dads. Do it for daughters, sons whatever it is, grandmas, grandpas, and uh, just just tell them you love them. And Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. All right, don't go away. Uh, listen, guys, have a great Mother's Day. God bless all your moms for all they've done. And uh, just in, enjoy each other and have a great Mother's Day. All right, be well, everybody.